Welcome to the Awakening Podcast Network. Get ready for an inspiring audio from this cutting-edge voice. You can find more podcasts at awakeningpodcasts.com. You want to go deeper? Get equipped to overcome and walk in God's purpose for your life at Awakening House of Prayer's online campus. You'll experience an online family, preaching, teaching, and prophetic impartation for victorious living. We have over a thousand members online hungry for what God is saying and doing in the earth. Visit ahop.online today and join our family. AHOP TV empowers believers with spirit-inspired messages and strategic equipping that accelerates your spiritual growth. You can subscribe to stream weekly content from Awakening House of Prayer, conferences, and other exclusive content to stir your hunger and encourage your heart. Visit us online at ahop.tv. Hey, God bless. The Lord's favor, grace, and blessing be upon all of you in the name of Jesus Christ. And I want to talk to you today about mastering the art of casting out demons. Mastering the art of casting out demons, or rather, mastering the art of deliverance. Um, And I think that this uh, topic is absolutely necessary uh, for those of you that are endeavoring to enter into deliverance. Um, And I want to teach you, or at least help you, point you in the right direction Um, So that way you don't get bound by a cookie cutter formula uh, when it comes to helping people get set free, but rather uh, mastering the art of casting out demons or becoming witty or rather what we would call street smarts, street smarts, which means the ability to get yourself out of any situation. And let me be the first to tell you that um, everybody's not the same. Everybody is not the same. And when you're conducting deliverance, you need to understand that even though there are fundamental um, things that need to get done in order for the deliverance to be effective, ultimately, you are not held to the confines of step one, step two, step three, step four, whatever it be or whatever be your methodology um, in helping people get set free. You're going to realize that sometimes... Uh, the deliverance session is not like the books. The deliverance session at times is not like the books that you read or the videos that you've seen or what you're normally accustomed to doing. Um, at any split second, uh, the demon can go in a very different direction. The Holy Spirit could throw you in a different direction or you're dealing with a person who might not have been fully prepared uh, for this level of freedom. Or um, halfway through the deliverance, the person has mentally checked out or actually doesn't even want to finish the deliverance session. Um, And you're going to find yourself in all types of situations. Now watch this. Okay, I'm going to show you how what has single-handedly been the best strategy for me uh, to be able to become more effective. Now, let me just kind of throw this out there. The number one way to become very effective at doing deliverance, listen to me, is actually doing deliverance, not talking about it. One of the things that I love about this ministry that we have here is I don't talk about deliverance. I actually go do it. And when I go do it, then I talk about it. I'm not one of those that think or assume talking about deliverance is deliverance. 
actually sometimes talking about deliverance can actually mean that uh, you're running away from deliverance or rather you might be enslaved to the theory of deliverance. Actually go do it and watch this. Sometimes I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> there are moments that I throw myself into the heat of the battle with a sword in my hand, uh, a bazooka in my hand or a knife and a blade or a nine millimeter in the spirit. Just catch the metaphor. And I have no idea how this thing is going to turn out. All I know is, is that greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. And the Holy Spirit is the deliverer. <laughs> I'm actually not the deliverer. So sometimes I'm faking it till I'm making it. That's the God's honest truth. I fake it till I make it, which means I'm going to go do it uh, because there is one thing that I know that works. In my name, you will cast out devils. So whether I say it stuttering or whether I say it writing it in a text, or whether I say it uh, with motion gestures, if it all means the same thing, come out and I'm doing it in his name, that thing got to come out. Now, whether uh, he comes out quicker or faster, that's another topic. Okay, now let me let me help you understand uh, one of the biggest hindrances uh, to um, having effective and deeper deliverance uh, in the early years of me doing deliverance was the fact that I became a creature of habit. And a creature of habit means this, uh, that I did deliverance the same way all the time. Now, when you're first starting out doing deliverance, follow the fundamental rules and protocols and methods for deliverance, which means getting the person to renounce, uh, uh, you know, helping the person be proactive and casting a demon out, coaching them through the process to push the thing out, mentally help them visually see the thing leaving. Now, those are some fundamental uh, things that you can do uh, during a deliverance, uh, during a deliverance session uh, that um, as you begin to get accustomed to doing deliverance, you can do that effectively. But here's what's going to happen is um, if you don't allow yourself to embrace progressive revelation uh, during deliverance, there's going to be a day where you're going to encounter a demon that has already figured you out and your strategy and has a counter attack or counter strategy against your strategy. So you're going to be able, or rather, you're going to do all of the normal uh, one, two, three, four, five, six things that you normally always do. And that demon is going to look you in the face and say no. And then nothing you'd say or do is going to work. You could put on Jesus culture if you want. You could put on Psalmist Rain in the background. You could put on Todd Delaney in the background. You could say the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood 50 times. You could shout it. You could huck a buck. You could happy feet church dance. You could do the Ikobo Shanda. That thing ain't coming out. That thing is just not going to come out. No way to get around that. And why? Because the Holy Spirit is like wind. Write that in the chat room. The Holy Spirit is like wind. And the Bible says in John chapter 3 that the wind blows wherever it listeth. You don't know where it's coming and you don't know where it's going. And then Jesus says, so it is the ways of the spirit, which means there are going to be days that the wind is going to blow and shift in a whole different direction. And you have to be able to follow that wind and have your uh, spirit sails up 
S A I L S sales up to be able to allow the wind to just blow you in um, a different a different direction. Okay, now watch this. All right, now. The reason why I'm saying this is, um, if you're serious about deliverance, God is going to throw you in the fire. You're going to find yourself conducting multiple deliverance sessions, mass deliverance, uh, personal deliverance, uh, deliverance prayer, evangelism deliverance, uh, teaching deliverance. You name it, God's going to throw you in it because people need to get set free. Okay, watch this. Here's the second thing, and probably I should have named this as the first one, is this. And it's the basis for this particular prayer school. Is this. Change your linear thinking to a circular level of thinking. Let me say that again. Change is going to be absolutely necessary that you change your linear thinking to a circular level thinking or your linear level thinking has to convert itself to a circular uh, level thinking. Why? Because linear is second dimension. Linear is one, two, three, four, five, starting point, end point, and amen. Um, to be able to get to the next level, you have to have a starting point. But then there is what I call multicolored and circular thinking. Now, what do I mean by multicolored? It means this. Some of us are so analytical and so left brain. Um, if it doesn't follow a systematic pattern, if it doesn't have a logical or reasoning behind it, we get confused very, very quickly. Or how about this? When the devil switches it up and you don't have a scripture in your head, uh, to validate where this deliverance uh, session is going because you're a scriptural bound level linear thinking type of person, um, you're going to get stuck because in your head, you're going to say, well, uh, I've never seen that before. What scripture is that? You're gonna, and you're going to find yourself going through scriptures in your head trying to find where does this line up the scripture? Where does this line up the scripture? Where does this line up the scripture? And I'm here to tell you that there are going to be some deliverance sessions that are not going to be outlined in scripture. You're not going to find a Bible verse that's going to actually uh, outline that the way this direction is actually uh, going, uh, you're, you, know what, you know what's happening. Okay, now what do I mean by that? Is um, some of us have a black and white way of viewing things. And that's because some of us come from the religious churches. One of the greatest things that I love about being apostolic and fivefold and kingdom is that we don't look at things from a black and white perspective. We look at things from a multicolored, multidimensional, rainbow perspective. We see shades and hues and colors as opposed to our religious brethren and counterparts uh, that who could only see things from a black and white uh, perspective, which means if it's not black, it's white. If it's not uh, white, it's black. And when God begins to show them blue, or when God begins to show them red, or when God begins to show them purple, uh, when the Holy Spirit begins to manifest in a form of green, they don't know how to handle that. As a matter of fact, they spend most of the deliverance session testing the spirit. 
So much so that they overtest the spirit, which means half of the deliverance session is, oh God, I hope this is you. Holy Spirit, please let this be you. Holy Spirit, I hope I'm not off. God, please deliver me from sensationalism. Lord, is this you? Father, is this you, Lord? And half the session is uh, the deliverance worker uh, praying for a bailout. Meaning, um, the, the, most of the session is, God, deliver me because I have no idea if this is you. And it is you. Except that in that moment, God mantled you, Joseph, with a coat of many colors. Did you catch what I'm saying? When you're doing deliverance, you are not to wear your fine linen uh, uh, cloak of righteousness. You are to wear the, your coat of many colors. Did you catch the revelation that I'm telling you? And many of us enter into deliverance, fearing of spotting our cloak with any other color. So we doing deliverance with our fine linen cloak of righteousness, which is only literally one color, which is all white. But God wants to cloak you and mantle you uh, with Joseph's coat of many colors. With the coat of many colors, which means you're able to be multifaceted and multidimensional. So whichever way this thing shifts, you follow it and you don't spend uh, half the deliverance session uh, with that religious safe prayers. God, please, this is you. God, I hope this is you. Father, this better be you. Lord, forgive me if it's not you. God, if as a matter of fact, I don't know it's you. Because if I don't know it's you, Lord, I'm just not going to do it. And then we find ourselves bailing out. As a matter of fact, we start retracting and going backwards, trying to end the deliverance session because we're like, I have no idea. I have no Bible verse for this. Um, I've never been trained like this. And if you are, and if you have an orphan spirit on you, or you're still dealing with uh, abandonment, or you don't have a spiritual father, it gets even worse, which means you start feeling like, you know what, I'm just not going to go further in this because I ain't trying to go to hell for nobody, and I ain't going to go to hell, and I'm not going to get a transference of a demon on me. We go down this dark Alice in Wonderland hole because we just don't know what the heck is going on here. Um, and because we don't have our identity and we have an orphan spirit on us, you know, we're like, you know, I'd rather be safe than sorry. So I'm just going to, I'm bailing out now, Holy Ghost. And we start jumping and we start putting on our life preservers. We start going in the lifeboats and we start lowering ourselves out. And we just let the person go down with the ship while we're paddling our way to safety. Did you uh, did you catch uh, what I just said? Okay, so when you're doing deliverance, uh, God wants to grace you with a multicolored uh, mindset to be able to not just see the black and white, but that you can also see the multi dimensions, the multicolored. Oh, the multicolors and the shades of colors that are there so that you could know exactly what you need to do. Because look at, listen to this. Colors in the spirit realm are regulators. Colors in the spirit realm represent not only rank, but they're also regulators. We function on earth as with colors. Red makes you stop. 
Green makes you go. Yellow makes you slow down. Did you catch what I just said? Uh, matter of fact, you couldn't get n nowhere in your city without following colors. You stop at a red light. Red, light, red, red, red. You go with green. Green light comes, you go. So colors are regulators. You want scripture for me to expand this? I'm glad that you ask. Colors even regulate God. Ah, you don't believe so? You know what holds God back from cursing the world with a flood again? Colors. You miss what I just said. You miss what I just said. You want to know what holds God back from destroying the earth with uh, a flood again? Colors. When he sees the colors, he remembers the promise. When he remembers the promise, he remembers the oath of the promise. And even if he wanted to destroy the earth with a flood again, he cannot because he's bound himself with a covenant. And that covenant and the expression of it is multicolored. All right, let's go back. Okay, the, set, the third thing that God wants you to do is have a circular, circular level of thinking. A circular level of thinking is a circle as opposed to a line because a line has a beginning and it has an end. It has an alpha and it has an omega. It has a first and it has a last. It is two-dimensional, but a circular has an eternal concept to it, which means it has no beginning and it has no end. Tell me, what is the beginning of a circle? We don't know. Where is the end of a circle? We don't know. Why? So it is in the realm of the spirit. That which is in the beginning is also in the end. There is nothing new under the sun, which means that which is has been that which has already been. And that which is to come is that which is now. Did you catch what I just said? It is a circle is an eternal value, which means God wants you to be able to switch up at any moment and at any facet to follow his flow. Tell me, what is the measurement of a wind? Tell me if you know, what is a measurement of wind? What is the measurement of a wind? As a matter of fact, uh, what is the symbol of a wind? We don't have one. We don't have one. We don't have a symbol of wind. No, we don't. A cloud with wind behind it, that's not a symbol of the wind. That's a cloud moving. You don't have it. Ah, so it is. Watch this. So it is in the realm of the spirit. Okay, there's no symbol for it, but you feel the effects. You follow the feeling. Wind doesn't have a symbol, but wind has a path. Did you catch what I just said? Wind has a path. What is that path? That path is within a circle. What is that circle? Which means we don't know what it is. Just follow the wind. 
Follow the prompting and the moving of the Holy Spirit. You want to grieve the Holy Spirit in a deliverance session? Be linear. Because God will be telling you, let me give you an example. I'm just going to say something random. God is going to tell you in the middle of a deliverance, go, uh, go get us, go get that. Tell the deliverance, tell your intercessor to run to the store and go buy a Sprite soda can and bring the Sprite soda can and open up the soda can, pour it in a cup and give it to the person getting delivered and tell them to drink it. And when they drink it, you tell them, obey your thirst. Did you catch what I just said? You're not ready for this. You're not ready for this. God will tell you sometimes, go get a bottle, go into the deliverance session uh, with a, a soda can of Sprite, whose slogan is obey your thirst. Open the soda can, give it to the person and tell them as they drink this soda, every demon in their body is going to leave in Jesus name. And you're going to tell them, obey your thirst. And what happens? If you are linear looking for a scripture, you're going to be, as a matter of fact, you're going to disobey the Holy Spirit. I know for a fact, if the Holy, if you are linear in your thinking, the Holy Spirit tells you that. And the Holy Spirit tells you that you're going to disobey the Holy Spirit in the name of Scripture. And then watch this. Then you're going to be operating in the realm of Moses instead of the realm of Enoch and Abram and the patriarchs. You want to know why? Because from Adam until Moses, none of them had a Bible. You missed what I just said. Abel, Enoch, Noah, Adam, Cain, Seth, none of them had a Bible. None of them had a Bible. None of them had a Bible. Did you catch what I just said? Jacob, Israel, Isaac, Rebecca, Leah. Did you catch it? Uh, Hagar, Ishmael, none of them had a Bible. The early patriarchs had no Bible, but God spoke to Adam in the cool, windy day. You missed it. You missed what I just said. Did you catch it? Did you catch it or did you miss it? <laughs> I'm out of here, guys. In the next few minutes, God needs you to be led by the spirit. And as many as are led by the Spirit of God, let me let me switch it up. As many as are led by the wind of God, they are the sons of God. Did you catch it? They are the sons of God. Did you catch what I just said? For the earth groans for the manifestation of the sons of God, or rather, the manifestation of the sons of God who follow the wind of the spirit. <laughs> the greatest deliverance workers are those who understand the foundational uh, requirements necessary to help someone get free, but who are led with a circular, multicolored mindset to be able to follow wherever the rainbow, wherever the rainbow shows. Well, how about this? Or well, how about this? Catch the metaphor, what I'm about to say. Taste the rainbow. The Lord had a blessing in the reading and the topic of this particular evening. I pray that the Lord gave you fresh revelation. Ask the Holy Spirit to be your guide. 
So that way you can be able to flow with the gifts of the spirit and help people get delivered very, very, very quickly. Well, God bless you guys. My name is Alexander Pagani, lead pastor of Amazing Church located here in the South Bronx, New York City, a.k.a. He is Risen Tabernacle. This has been a production of the Awakening Podcast Network. Jennifer LeClaire is the founder and owner of APN. Our heart is to inspire people and exalt Jesus with every broadcast. We're grateful for our advertisers and supporters that make these podcasts possible.